for me mm-hmm. as a woman, as a Brazilian woman mm-hmm. with my history, with my references, to be able to to be who I am and don't be afraid to to choose. I mean, I have this body and I dance and I'm and that's it. I'm going to do it. For me, yeah. it's very <laughs> radical. Do yeah. you know, like this process. So this is the official 20th conversation of Process Peace, and I am so thrilled to have made it this far already. It's been a joy to have the chance to speak to and exchange with so many different artists from all over, from the States, from Morocco, Amsterdam, Kuwait, Spain, and so many other places. It's so fascinating to see how each artist differs in their mindset and process, and at the same time, the many things that connect us all. If you have been enjoying and listening to Process Peace for a while now, or even if you are a newer listener, I would love to hear from you. Connect with me on Instagram at Process Peace and tell me your favorite episode or what has inspired you from this episode or others. You can also support this podcast by either rating and reviewing on iTunes or by contributing directly to its production and buying me a metaphorical cup of coffee through buymeacoffee.com slash All of these donations go to the overhead costs of creating this podcast and my weekly newsletter, The Sunday Pancake. Thank you for your support and thank you for listening. So let's get on with this extra special 20th episode. It seems fitting that the artist I'm speaking with today is not only a dear friend and someone I have worked with in the past, but the woman who sparked the idea for this entire thing to begin with. Natalia Fernandez planted the seed of exploring deep process in my mind when in 2015 she directed a solo that I choreographed as a part of her conceptual dance project titled The Oldest Thing in the World, in which different artists answer the question, what is the oldest thing in the world to you, through the form of a solo performance. We became close friends and artistic colleagues during her time in Morocco, and even though she then moved to Madrid, where she is now based, we see each other as often as possible whenever I travel to Spain. So here is a little bit more about Natalia and her work. Natalia Fernandez is a Brazilian choreographer and performer based in Madrid since 2016. She studied dance at the State University of Campinas, Brazil, and has completed her training with various courses and workshops. Her career includes working as a performer for choreographers from Brazil, Germany, Israel, India, and the USA. She has also been working as a contemporary dance teacher since 2013 in different cities in Europe, Africa, and America. In 2016, Natalia started a project on body awareness and contemporary dance classes for refugees in Madrid. As a self-titled dance company, Natalia Fernandez has five pieces so far in her repertoire. Anatomy and Strategy, which won the 29th Choreographic Competition of Madrid, the solo La Femme qui Marche, 
Desnaturalesa, I hope I pronounced that right, Labyrintho, which received a grant from the Madrid City Council in 2018, and her newest piece, Lingua, which has already won an award in the 33rd Choreographic Contest of Madrid. Natalia is currently a performer in the production Gran Bolero by Jesús Rubio and La Cosa Si Mueven Pero No Dicen Nada by Poliana Lima. I hope I pronounced that all right. I'm not a native Spanish speaker, clearly. In this episode, we spoke openly and joyfully in Natalia's cozy apartment in the center of Madrid, getting seriously deep into topics that interest us both, balanced with frequent moments of laughter and delight. We talk about a wide variety of things relating to the real work behind the work, but namely Natalia's dance history and how she brings all of her references to her work, what it means to choose the life of an artist, the body as a constant and natural fluid process, the big question we all ask in our work, why the world needs more poetry on discipline and repetition, and how we define being radical, slash us saying the word radical way too many times in one podcast. I've been wanting to hold and share this conversation for a long time, and I'm so thrilled to finally put it out there in the world. Overall, Natalia is one of those people who does not do small talk, even in our day-to-day conversations. She goes straight to the core of depth and curiosity. I hope you enjoy this beautiful human being as much as I do. Here is my conversation with Natalia Fernandez. Well, Natalia, welcome to Process Peace. Oh, thank you very much. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here, especially because I kind of feel like you were the original inspiration for this, actually. Oh my God, It's you. true, because we, we worked together back in, I think, 2015, now a really long time ago. Yes, 15, um, yes. Is that 15, right? Between 15 and 16, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we worked together back then, and I remember when we were really in our process, you always kept saying we need to focus on the work behind the work. Yeah. And I know it's a very simple phrase, but it really stuck with me. And I think it's just been something that I've continued to explore for myself and exploring conversations and has turned into this whole podcast. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. (laughs) No, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, because it's also something that really keeps in my mind still mm-hmm. I still have it like work behind the word is very important for me and it's good to know that it also makes sense for other people yeah. not just for me <laughs> yeah because it's yeah it just shows the multi-layeredness of artistic work it's yeah. not just you create something and it's there it's really the the process of it and yes. that's what we're talking about today yes. so good great <laughs> yeah exactly um so I always start with the same question for everyone which is what is your first memory of creating something okay the first memory. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I think, I mean, I always remember of myself, like in the living room of my mother's place, mm-hmm. dancing and improvising. I was not really aware of what I, w- I was doing, mm-hmm. but I think that was also already like a creation process somehow. Yeah. Even though I, even though I was not really aware of what I was doing. Because I always think that um, the creation, even like if you go to a ballet class, a jazz class, whatever, mm-hmm. you are learning something that is very technical. Yeah. But you are always creating. You, your body always have to create something in order to learn something. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I guess like my first creation, I can say like well when it was, the year it, it, it was, but I don't think that the creation process started like already many years ago when yeah. you are 
when you are learning something, when you have like this openness to to dance or to improvise or whatever, even even if you were a kid and you were not aware, you mm-hmm. were already creating something, no? So yeah. I guess this was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. Because even if you're not totally aware of the process of it, you're still experimenting and you're trying and that's what we're all doing. And sometimes that self-awareness can actually block us. Yeah. So it's good to have that memory of being able to just freely yes express and move and all of that yeah yeah but there is like one moment like i remember the that i was like in the living room of my mother's place Mm -hmm. uh, improvising with a a specific song of a brazilian uh, (laughs) of a brazilian singer lulu (laughs) santos okay i think you've told me about her yes yes the name of the song was Garota, eu vou para California, or de repente California, something like mm-hmm. that. That, she, that he is saying that, girl, I'm going to California because I need to live my dream, and <laughs> I'm going to California to be a star. <laughs> this was the song, and by the way, now in my one of my solos, mm-hmm. La Femme qui Marche. Yeah. I, I have this song Amazing. in the solo because yeah. for me it's like a very important song because I yeah. really feel that was I was really connected with something that was mine and I was mm-hmm. dancing and improvising and I just love it to improvise with this song. That's beautiful. <laughs> yes. I love that. And I love that you're using that now too. Yes, That's so yes. cool. It was like a, a last time decision, you mm-hmm. know, like the last moment. Yeah. I just decided, no, I need this song in the solo. Yeah. And yeah, and now it's there. Amazing. <laughs> I love that you really you really work with your personal history a lot and also like a collective history. So before we kind of get into your work about that, can you give a little bit more about your history with dance and kind of your process to get where you are now as a dancer uh-huh. and choreographer? Uh, well, I started to dance when I was really young, actually. Mm-hmm. My mother kind of put me like a normal thing, no? Like the mother just go and, I oh, know you have to do something. Mm-hmm. And then I started to do like jazz classes. Yeah. And then I realized that was really important for me to do ballet class. And then I started with the ballet. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing because I had this dream to become like a ballerina, like the first ballerina of, I don't know, American Ballet Theater. Wow. But then, of course, I, I grew up and I realized that was not so easy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because it's like really hard and you also have to be like a specific kind of body mm-hmm. and it's not easy at all. And I, I, I was not, I mean, I don't have this kind of mm. stereotype of the ballerina. Sure. But in my mind, I really, I mean, it was my dream to dance like Swan Lake or whatever. Wow, yeah. And then my teacher a very important person in my life she's kind of okay you really like it i realize that you really like it but maybe you can try other pets mm-hmm. because american ballet theater i think is going to it's be a little, <laughs> it's a bit of a reach oh, yes. yeah. and then she started to to show me like contemporary dancers mm-hmm. and it was really important for me in the beginning was a bit like oh I don't know. I, yeah. I want the point shoes and I want a tutu and these things. But then slowly I realized that this was also really interesting. And then when I was 17 years old, I took my first like improvisation class, mm. contemporary dance class. And was, I mean, I was totally in love with that. Yeah. And then I started with that. And then I started to, to dance with some choreographers, some companies mm-hmm. in Brazil. I went to the university to study dance and then in 2013 I was invited to go to a company in Berlin right 
And then I start to do things like also in Europe and then I spend like sometimes in New York and mm-hmm. sometime in Morocco. I mean, I start to travel a lot and kind of experiment dance in yeah. different contexts. And now I'm here. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. You had such an incredible journey through different countries and different references. And it's, yeah. it's great that you really brought it all together, I think, from what I've seen from your work. You really uh-huh. bring all of your history and all of your references into what you're doing now mm-hmm. yeah it's really beautiful for me this is important also because like you kind of break some hierarchy mm-hmm. you know like no the most beautiful the most important or mm-hmm. this is i don't know better than that and right. i really don't think is i think body we are have i mean we all have bodies yeah. <laughs> and our bodies express in different ways and i think all of the the kind of expressions is really beautiful i remember Mm-hmm. to to go to Jordan and see the people like the men's doing like this this dance that they do I don't remember the name but mm-hmm. it's so beautiful to see the way the, the they were dancing and the power of mm-hmm. that yeah and and I mean in in Jordan that also was learning belly dance yes. for I don't know five months I was really like there like intensive work with the belly dance mm-hmm. and everything like makes sense because yeah you can really cross all the informations in your body. And I yeah. think this is very, very powerful. Definitely. You create your own unique voice from it and you have your own story to tell. And yeah. that's more important than looking a specific way or being a specific type of dancer. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, so great. I, yeah, I'm really happy actually to have, and I hope I have more because I mean, there yeah. is so many <laughs> things in the world that I still want to yeah, see. <laughs> of course. I'm. I'm curious, did you ever like, question your decision to become a dancer as your work because I mean you've been dancing almost your whole life and have you ever had moments where you doubted that this is really the path that I need to be taking and if so kind of what brings you back to it yes and no okay I mean (laughs) there is something in me that I think that I mean I didn't I did it I didn't give me the time to doubt of of this you mm-hmm. know like it's just like okay i just go yeah like, i just do you know like when you close your eyes and you just jump on it mm-hmm. i really didn't of course there is a moment that you have to go to the university and i was thinking maybe i have to study something else but i i never really could put dance in another you know like mm-hmm. apart yeah it was always something that was was there yeah i have to do okay i need to do something else maybe i can choose something else but the dance is there mm-hmm. always of course there, but also there's moments that it's really hard to be an artist mm-hmm. and it's not easy it's not well paid it's not of like course. you don't have politics to work to public <laughs> um, institutions yeah. to help you with that i mean it's really hard mm-hmm. the the conditions of the world right now yeah. to be an artist it's i think not it easy. always has been <laughs> exactly yeah. and it's getting a bit worse i guess in the last time <laughs> But I'm, and then sometimes it's really, and then you see the other, your friends that are mm-hmm. becoming doctors or lawyers <laughs> or I don't know. And you say like, wow, maybe it was not a good decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but somehow I feel that it's a very radical experience of living a very unstable life. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone, it's in the world now everyone is very unstable and yeah. nothing is really safe yeah. but the thing is to work with arts you put it like 
it's very clear and you have no doubt and it's a very radical experience of yeah. word of yeah. believing something and it's always harder but it's when it's good it's like the best thing in the world mm-hmm. and then of, of course after you cross a, a border mm-hmm. it's impossible to come back you exactly. know like it's like okay now <laughs> the decision is made and now i have to deal with that exactly <laughs> that's so funny i feel exactly the same way and it's so interesting because for me as well i always felt like i was doing a lot of artistic things when i was younger i was like writing and painting and doing a lot and i and doing a lot of theater too uh-huh. and i kind of felt like i could have chosen like theater writing or dance and theater and writing actually came a lot more naturally to me. Uh-huh. It was something where people were like, oh, you're so good at that. You know, like I got a lot of praise for it when I was like okay. really little and stuff. Wow, nice. And dance, it was always a little bit more just kind of like organic. And I never felt like I was really good at it, but I loved to do it. But it was always more of a challenge for me to like get the techniques properly. Uh-huh. And, and somehow I ended up doing the one that's the most difficult. <laughs> <laughs> like I do the thing that's really the most challenging for me. And but the this thing, is amazing. Yeah, but I didn't think about that in the moment it's only now looking back yeah, that yeah. you realize like oh wow I made that decision and like you said I, I made it at some point and I knew there was no turning back I still sometimes think what if I had done theater what if I was like an actress now or what if yeah. I was writing novels but I, I can't I can't you know yes <laughs> we can't and, and it's really funny because it's somehow all of these the writing the theater I feel that somehow it's connected with with dance yeah and oh, with definitely. what we are doing mm-hmm. like it's some somehow like because we are working so much with the body mm-hmm. all these things like kind of is crossing us yeah exactly uh, it's everything a bit mixed and I don't know if some point in your life for example if you want to become an actress or if you if you right, want to yeah. come back writing <laughs> you can do it but somehow like dance is always there because mm-hmm. for me dance is also like the body like to understand mm-hmm. the body and bodies in everywhere exactly even like for example if I talk with someone who works with I don't know like anything like a lawyer mm-hmm. or a doctor or a teacher or whatever somehow I always think that I'm still talking about dance <laughs> because we're still talking about bodies yeah. we're still talking about how it how you feel in the world mm-hmm. and how this affects the world and the situation affects your body mm-hmm. I don't know for me yeah. it's really hard to not think with these glasses you mm-hmm. know like with the dance glasses exactly yeah and I think that especially is true for people who choreograph even more um, because you started more working for companies, yeah. correct? Like you were dancing in, yes. in several different companies. And then when did you start to make the point where you crossed over into more choreography? Or were you always kind of choreographing for yourself? No, choreography, I mean, as I said in the beginning, like I think we are always creating. Mm-hmm. Even if you are like the, 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 the performer of some company mm-hmm. and you are just learning something and you have the director saying what you have to do somehow you are always creating yeah. because you have to find a way to create a, do you know like your own strategies mm-hmm. to do what someone is asking you mm-hmm. and for me this yeah. is beautiful i yeah. love to be a performer because i mean my choreographer has an idea and i have to find a way that my muscles and my bones <laughs> has yeah. to kind of make this idea like um, as a movement as tangible to my body and this is amazing and I think this is it's it's already like a creative process Mm. I like that way of thinking of it yeah and I think really beautiful I I really like to be a performer because Mm -hmm. of that 
but like a choreographer in order to do my own choreographies and to make my own decisions mm-hmm. I think I mean I had like some experiences in Brazil in the university because they gave mm-hmm. you a lot of space to to work on yes. that so I had like some experiences there that was really nice mm-hmm. but I think the first time in my life that I decided that was not like my university or my teachers asking me to do something, yeah. <laughs> but was something that was really like born from, from me. And I was like, I need to do it was when I was living in Jordan. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, I didn't have anyone to yeah. share or d- anyone to, I couldn't take classes. I was really mm-hmm. like, okay, it's me. And no one is going to be here ask, uh, asking me to do something. Right. So I need to do. And then I realized that I needed, that was something that was a need for me. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I think was the first time that I started to uh, a creative process. like, And I was really aware of the need of that. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because we always have that need to move and create and... I experienced that too when I first went to Morocco. When you yeah. don't have that around you, it's something you have to create for yourself organically. Yes. And yeah. it's difficult, but we yeah. make it. <laughs> you know? We are here. We We're are here. Surviving. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. And so was that the beginning of the oldest thing in the world? Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah, so that's the piece we did together um, in Morocco when you came to Morocco. Yes. And uh, can you just explain that a little bit just to have a bit of a reference yes. point? Yes the oldest thing in the world yeah now with that piece is like the oldest, yes, thing. The oldest thing in the <laughs> world is like really i know it's a bit back in your history no but, but it was so. really important for me actually yeah. because the oldest thing in the world started with something small mm-hmm. and then of course after became something bigger mm-hmm. when i met you and when we start to work this in morocco but basically it was because i was in jordan alone mm-hmm. and I was really like visiting a place in the world like a continent a country mm-hmm. a history that was really old for yeah. me do you know like I don't know you go to I remember that I've been in Palestine in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and and then suddenly you see the Red Sea and it's like wow that is like in the yeah. Bible I don't know That's like amazing. it's really, yeah, really old really, really ancient. but at the same time it was really new for me mm-hmm. it was the first time that I was seeing that mm-hmm. And was kind of new, but was something really old. And then this mm-hmm. idea of what is new, what is old, mm-hmm. the time. Like for me, for example, my grandfather in Brazil was much older than Jerusalem, mm-hmm. for example. Do you know yeah. like these kind you, of yeah. um, funny things that happened? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because everything was like, I had always like this feeling of to see something new. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this new thing that I was seeing was something very, very old, much older than everything that yeah. I saw in my life. So this was kind of the game. And also like this feeling of um, when I really understood that the body, like there is something that really crossed the body and doesn't matter where you are, the body always have like a very huge potential to express. Mm. And I was really interesting to understand everything that was in my body since Brazil, my experience in Europe, my mm-hmm. experience in that place, and how the people can be so different, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we are we, we are all bodies. Yeah. 
but how can we do so many different things and feel different things mm. and be very different because I also like the body, the way you talk, the way you walk. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to, to, to research about it. And then I did my solo mm-hmm. that in the beginning was, for me, the solo was really like playing with the idea of the oldest thing in the world. Right. And then when I went to Morocco and then I met you and then I understand that also like for you, the oldest mm-hmm. thing in the world was something different that was for me because yeah. you have all the experience, you have all the references. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the oldest thing in the world became like more like the conception, like more the idea. Mm-hmm. And then we had like our solos. Yeah. <laughs> and then my solo became like, this is not mine. Yeah. My solo. Right. And then your solo that was... Creature of habit. Creature of habit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it was such an interesting process. And what I really loved about working with you is you work really with these questions and these things that you're so curious about. And that already, like, it's like a catalyst for the whole thing. And it launches you into the real, like, deep research of it. Because when you ask a question it's not you find answers you keep finding more and more questions and that's what yes. I think happened to us as we yes. kept going deeper into yeah. the research is we never actually answered the question what is the oldest thing in the no. world but we each have our own like series of more questions almost yes. which was those solos and and it seems like a lot of your work from there has also continued to um, ask these kind of questions that yeah. come up in your life how do you then translate these questions kind of into oh I want to make a creation out of this I think it's when I realized that I don't have, um, I don't have an other way to answer the question. Mm. That the only way to answer the question is my body. It's mm-hmm. with my body, and then it's. There are some kind of questions that I just can answer by dancing, yeah. by creating something with the body, and more than that, not answering because I don't think I I I. I can answer the question but kind of I need that my put my body like in service (laughs) of this Hmm. somehow do you know yeah because I don't have the pretension to answer the question sure because I think it's almost impossible or even though I mean for sure there will be like a lot of answers right just one right but I really feel that it's my body who has to do it not like my um it's not something, it's not a, pro, a mental process. I mean, of course, men, the mind is also body, mm-hmm. but it's not like just a mental process. But mm-hmm. I feel that the whole body, like from my feet to my mind, to my eyes, mm-hmm. to my tongue. Yeah. I need to answer that with the whole, with my whole me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just like an intellectual process. Yeah, definitely. I think that's what's so complicated about creating dance work and especially when you're doing it that deeply because there is like I know you also do a lot of reading and a lot of um, like these different references books that you're reading or maybe music that you hear Uh I know that also plays a part in your work Uh but and maybe if you're a writer writing about a topic you just research and then write but like you said as a dancer it's like you research you read you put it in your mind and then you put it in your body and it uh-huh. has to keep going down into different layers and yes. it's this very complex thing and it takes time to unfold yes yeah. and also it's always alive no because mm-hmm. the body itself for me it's a process mm-hmm. our body is a process we are never the same depending yes 
we are always changing um, the body change change the color <laughs> change yeah. the, the size change which we cut hairs we we eat something or we <laughs> eat a lot or we don't eat or we yeah. you know like it's never the same never yeah. so even if it, we want it to be sometimes <laughs> it's impossible it's yeah. impossible yeah. there is always a lot of movement so you always like kind of come back to the same question but you always have like a different answer mm-hmm. if you 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 answer that with a uh, with your eyes closed or with your eyes open or mm-hmm. with a lot of muscles or with no muscles it's always you always change the experience or you always change your answer yeah that's true and, and this is really nice because it's kind of this is something that I always say to my students in my classes. It's like it's it's infinite. You know, like we mm-hmm. will never stop to learn about of our bodies. Yeah, it's something that we can. I don't know. I can work thinking about my feet mm-hmm. for one year, and mm-hmm. I will still will have like more things to learn about my feet because amazing. Yeah, <laughs> never because something happened and then you get an injury and then you have to learn something about the injury mm-hmm. and you have to change something. Oof. Yeah. It's tiring. <laughs> yeah, it's tiring, but it's incredible too. And if you're just willing to kind of surrender to that process and surrender to yeah. that fluctuation and change and everything, and yes. yeah, I think that's something you do really gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also avoid that it's something that I think we do mm-hmm. in the creative process when you are t- taking a class or whatever, like to, you want to do something in in certain way. Mm-hmm. And you always want to do that way. Yeah. And then it's when it doesn't work, I right. guess, in my point of view. Because yeah. because we are always changing and we are never the same kind. That You have to go with the flow of your body. Mm-hmm. And exactly. really like listen to the body and understand that it's there is no like one truth for the body. Right. You, it's always in a process. Always, always. Yeah. And I don't know, sometimes, even like in a... If you think about the body, the, the word mm-hmm. right now, the people are really like being more open to to make new questions for themselves. Mm. And sometimes if you are a woman and then you understand that you are not a woman anymore and you are a yeah. man or you, are, you don't define yourself as a gender. I mean, when you realize and you open mm-hmm. yourself and you you open your body the, the to to your body to have new experiences mm-hmm. then suddenly you realize that there's so many possibilities yeah. and so yeah. many answers it gets more and more complex but in a really it can be in a really beautiful way if you exactly. just stay open and free exactly. to that yeah. exactly and we can change a lot of things yeah how has your own process of like questioning changed over time what are the new questions that are coming up for you lately in your work um I think basically I'm always asking the same things. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> Normally I see and then suddenly I'm again with the same questions. Yeah. Do you know that it's always opening for new questions, mm-hmm. but somehow it's always like I really have this question of um, what can I, I mean, all the potential that I have in my body, do you know, like how mm-hmm. can my body can think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like put my body to think. Yeah. And I think somehow always like I always come back to this to this universe of to to really try to understand us as a body and not just as a mind. Mm-hmm. And 
but then of course like I'm always putting the body um, I always like to to think about the process of the human being like for example when we born when we a baby you yeah. know when you are really baby you like you were one with your mother mm-hmm. and then suddenly you are like <laughs> separated yeah. yeah and you feel that okay now I have like my own body I'm not my mother anymore I'm mm-hmm. like another I, I'm a person yeah and then in the beginning is just your body I mean it's like you have to kind of understand you know like how mm-hmm. your body works what what I can do with my arms with my legs yeah. like what why I <laughs> have so many fingers yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like okay I have two eyes yeah. why like you, I think you have to really understand how it works and mm-hmm. like okay there is like a hole here that, and another <laughs> one here and another one here like yeah. I feel that it's a process that you really understand your body body mm-hmm. and then suddenly you understand the space yeah okay now i have the body and there's space okay and i, I can mm-hmm. move yeah. i can walk <laughs> and then you have the other people yeah you have other bodies and then maybe you can have like you can be uh, have Repeat a relationship a yeah. with these bodies yeah. And I think it and I it, this is where I am right now. I think mm-hmm. I had like my first piece here in Madrid, Desnaturaleza, mm-hmm. and Anatomy Strategia. That was my solo and a group piece yeah. that I was really focused in the body, like yeah. how how the hell it works, <laughs> you know, like um, why? Okay, I have my spine and I have the. I mean, really yeah. like trying to understand was the body talking about the body. Mm. Like almost going back to that kind of baby self yes. of rediscovery. Yes, yeah. exactly. And op- and opening to new possibilities, mm-hmm. no? Like not just like because then we 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 try to teach the baby how is this what you have to do? Is mm-hmm. this you know like just like okay, try to be free and yeah. understand your body to from your own. Yeah. Of course it's a fiction because we already know how it works, but anyway, like Still, trying to yeah, yeah. to work <laughs> in this fiction. Yeah. And then after that I had the, the step to work the body and the space. Mm-hmm. When I did uh, my solo La Femme qui marche, mm-hmm. that I was basically the, the process of walking, that mm-hmm. it's putting the body in contact with the space, that yeah. you start to walk and realize that you are changing the space and the space changes you. Mm-hmm. And also the groupies who calls Labyrintho, mm-hmm. that is like a very specific like like a labyrinth is a very specific space and how your body works with this mm-hmm. and that how the labyrinth affects your body and, mm-hmm. and then my last creation that we are still we have like a small version of the of that but we are still like of kind of in the process of research that the name is lingua mm-hmm. which is mean thongs yeah that is really like okay I have my body, I have my body in contact with the space, and now I have my body in, co- in contact with another body. Mm-hmm. What it happens? Mm-hmm. And then it's when I start to learn a language, yeah. I have the need to to maybe say something, or I mean, how I, I get in contact with the person. Yeah. The communication, the language, and the also like the... the the different kinds of relationship that I mm-hmm. that I can have with yeah. the people around me, and the quality of these relationships mm-hmm. also because 
thinking about in our days with the technology, internet, Instagram, Tinder, Grindr, yes. whatever. <laughs> all these things. Yes, like all these ways to connect and disconnect and exactly. everything. Exactly. Yeah. And this also, it's something that right now, mm-hmm. I've, I'm really focused on the relationship between human beings. Mm. That's really beautiful. I love how you've kind of gone through this natural human transition, but repeating it from an older age and kind of going back to your basics. And No, I just find it fascinating. It also makes me think of, I read an article once that was saying, um, I'll try to find a link to this to share with you and share with everyone, Uh that um, it was this woman writing about what is, like everyone has a question of their life, basically, Uh and your whole life's work is trying to answer this question uh-huh. and that's yeah. kind of what you've just said is you have this question that it's you know even if it's evolving and it's taking on new forms and new pieces and new shapes it's always going back to the same base yeah. question and I think that's so important to find in yourself and it's so great that you already know what the question is yeah. and you already know at least that base within yourself and wherever you are making your work you're always connected to that yeah, but it's hard because sometimes mm. I feel I, I, I feel a disconnection with this. Yeah. I feel that I mean sometimes I think because also the pressure that we have that we have to be creative mm. and do new things. New things. And mm-hmm. It's always like you have to be very new, new. They yeah. need something new. And then sometimes I feel that I'm so worried about that mm-hmm. that I forgot about my question. Okay. Yeah. And when I do it, it doesn't work. Hmm. And also because sometimes I feel very like, oh my God, I'm not, I have no, I mean, I don't have creativity because I'm always <laughs> thinking about the same thing. I'm always yeah. like stuck it in the same question, but I don't know. I mean, it's hard, but somehow I think we have to trust in ourselves and understand that that's it. Mm-hmm. And also because always when I think about my favorite writers or directors mm-hmm. or they are always trying to answer their questions. That's what I was going to say. So many of the great artists, they do the same thing over and over yeah. again in different forms, but they're always studying. You, you see their work and you see their voice. Yeah. And that comes from them always trying to answer whatever their question or their interest or their curiosity is. And yes. But it's, yeah. you have to be very confident. Yes. Because definitely. it's not easy. Yeah. And I, I think I'm still yeah. <laughs> trying to, to I think that's the it. like eternal struggle in yeah. quotations yes. of the artist. Yes. I mean, I don't love the idea of the struggling artist, but there is that kind of back and forth of you're always, like you said, you're always in our like capitalist world, you're always being pushed to do new things yeah. and create and generate new work and new whatever things to put yes. out in the world. But it's actually kind of a radical notion to just stick to one thing, even if it may seem old or tired or already used. You're always bringing something new to that. And it's kind of a radical thing to stick to that. And it's normal to, I think, doubt and come back, but to at least have that in yourself. Yeah, Yeah, but this actually this word, radical, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, yeah, it's a word really that I realize I don't I don't I don't see myself as a radical person yeah. at all but it's but sometimes I feel that yes maybe I'm I'm having like very radical um, choices mm. and I don't think this is bad no but I think this is I mean yeah I think this is important for me mm-hmm. and for what I do and yeah. And also because the, to, to be like radical doesn't mean like to be aggressive or mm. to be like 
I think this is, is something really different. Sometimes yeah. you can be like very radical in a lot of things, but still like very sweet and very with with a lot of love. Mm. Do you know? Yeah, that's a really important point. I think yeah. because we think of radical often as really loud and aggressive and yes. yeah, like yes. <laughs> tearing yes. up the world. But yeah. yeah, no, I think it can be done with softness. Yeah, and I don't see. I mean, even though like. I, I didn't I, I don't have like a lot of creations but the things that I created mm. they're I mean it's no it's nothing aggressive I don't see as mm-hmm. aggressive or violent or sure, yeah. loud or whatever yeah. I feel that it's very but it's still I, I think it's radical at some mm-hmm. point how do you think you would define radical I don't know actually I, I know especially because of the this last piece mm-hmm. lingua i'm always like into the etymology of the words oh, but yeah, radical i know i i, I you haven't nice. looked it up no <laughs> <laughs> i think mm, it's really like to be being clear with yourself like mm. don't to don't be afraid of who you are and what you want mm. and this is something especially for a woman Mm-hmm. <laughs> very ready yeah. just to be able to be who you are hmm. to do what you want to do mm-hmm. and to don't be afraid of your desires mm-hmm. this is already like very radical for for the experience of being a woman yeah. in our days absolutely for everyone but for being a woman especially yes, I, I think, think so like it's it's already like for me very radical at least for my experience because of course depending of who you are where you were born mm-hmm. i mean it's very different but for me mm-hmm. as a woman as a brazilian woman mm-hmm. with my history with my references to be able to to be who i am and don't be afraid to to choose i mean mm-hmm. like for example um I had like a lot of struggle with my body, mm-hmm. how I look, with my, the shape of my body and yeah. being a dancer. And then suddenly realized to myself, I have this body and I dance and I'm, and that's it. I'm going to do it. For me, yeah. it's very radical. Do yeah. you know, like this process and everything. Yeah. I don't know, because sometimes for a woman to, to cut the hair is very radical sure. or to make a tattoo is very radical or maybe to, I don't know, to get pregnant is very, right. it's very different it's for different, each one. Yeah. But I think suddenly if you realize what you want and do what you want and be able to, to, to put out your desires, mm-hmm. this is radical. <laughs> I think so too, yeah. And I think there can be a bit of a, like, there's a fine line because some people do things just for the sake of being radical. Uh-huh. And you see, I've seen a lot of art that is made for that. You know, people mm-hmm. want to just shock and to surprise and to do things that go against the grain, but that doesn't always have authenticity behind it. Yeah. And if you're doing it only for that sake, it's not really radical because you're not really standing true to who you are. Yeah. And I think that's so much more of a radical act, especially just it's a vulnerability. Yes, yes. It's really like taking down these layers of like trying to prove and trying to defend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is totally a different experience. Mm -hmm. Like, and then maybe, maybe you need to be very radical and you need to Mm -hmm. shock and you need to. Yeah, maybe. And it's violent and it's aggressive and it's it's amazing and it's great. 
but it comes through from something that it's honest with mm-hmm. yourself exactly it yeah. comes from a, I know I, I like a lot of like different artists and some of them like are very radical mm-hmm. in a lot in all the layers and yeah, really yeah. like very aggressive, aggressive yeah. and it's amazing yeah but you can I mean you the the public no when the viewer the audience doesn't matter if you are a, if you are artist or not mm-hmm. but as an audience we can feel it yes. we can i think we can uh, understand the difference yeah mm-hmm. the work behind the work the whole, <laughs> yes exactly you can always see the work yeah, behind no, the work you really can. but i think it's true yeah it's true yeah, yeah. No, and it's it can be hard sometimes too because I think I'm I'm not a you know me I'm not an aggressive, in your face kind of person. So I think that's been kind of and is still a process for me of learning how to be really myself as an artist and bringing my natural like softness and femininity and. You know. But also like another way like for example, I was, in this new piece the last one lingua mm-hmm. that I was really talking about uh, with Isabella and Fran who are the two dancers mm-hmm. who were playing like the performers of the show that I was saying like for example for me I feel that I have I love poetry I mean mm-hmm. for me like the I, the word right now needs this po- yes. do you know like it's it's very important to have mm-hmm. the Poetry, no? Poetry, yeah, Poetry. yeah. And then I feel that, for example, I want to do something really poetic. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Like, I don't want to be afraid of the poetry yeah. of the life. In any, in I mean, not in my personal life, not in my work. No, I don't. I don't want to fear the poetry. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I do. Yeah. Because I'm always afraid. I know, but the people will think this, or this mm-hmm. will be too. I don't know what happens but I don't want I mean this is something it's a challenge for me I don't want to be afraid of the poetry I think it's important in our days to be very poetic with everything that we do and this for me is very radical yeah and sometimes maybe and also like the i think lingua there are some moments of the piece who are a bit aggressive Mm -hmm. and they are like very um, even violent i guess but comes from like a very poetic place yeah. from, for me yeah and i'm happy yeah. with the violence with the violence when it's poetic yeah. <laughs> have you do you know the author sandra cisernos i think her name is she wrote a book called the house on mango street no she's a mexican author i, I okay. think i got her last name wrong so <laughs> forgive me for that <laughs> but she she's incredible and she just did an interview on another podcast that i listened to called uh-huh. on being and she was talking about how a lot, a lot of her work is very poetic and she said that the reason poetry is actually she was talking about it being radical and why the world needs it now is because it is impossible not to tell the truth in a poem Mm-hmm. If you're not telling wow. the truth, it's not poetry. Wow. And that's... Yeah. Wow, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't yeah. it? And I think that just really resonates, too, with what you're saying. Yeah. And also because, like, the poetry somehow gives you... you I mean, you cannot read a poetry as the same thing you as, with the same mind that you were reading the newspaper. Right, of course. It's impossible. You yeah. have to change the, the set of your mind. And yeah. this is something that I need, I feel that we need to do in our days. Mm-hmm. We cannot, I mean, it's, we, we really need to reset our minds. It's not working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 
I think it's clear <laughs> that it's not yeah. working. So somehow we really need to like slow re- down. Yes, yeah. and, and, and understand the world. I mean, to really see what is going on mm-hmm. in another a lot of levels like politics, social, economics, but also like in this micro politic mm-hmm. way, like the, the relationship that I have with you, with my house with the plans that I have with my heart. I don't know, yeah. like this very like with the 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 old woman who works mm-hmm. in the you know, like in the supermarket. Whatever, like all this is this is small relationships, the micro relationships. Mm-hmm. I think we we really need to reset mm-hmm. our minds and see things in another way. Yes. Because the way that our mind is, is setting right now and working right now, I think it's really not working. Mm. And then, like to to understand another way to see the world, we really need the poetry. And then maybe we can reset our minds mm-hmm. and maybe see the world and take new decisions. Yeah, I think maybe it's very romantic, but no, it's I really think it's what beautiful. I, feel. <laughs> I think it's beautiful, and I think we need a little bit of romanticism right now. I mean, <laughs> anything helps. <laughs> yes, like yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Do you feel, this is going a different direction completely, but okay. do you feel like you are a disciplined person in your creative process? And what does discipline look like in your life? I think I am. Yeah? Yeah. Because maybe I learned it with, the, with all my dance classes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I don't know, it's just, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's my personality mm-hmm. or, but also I think it's something that I realize, especially when you work with the body, you realize that you cannot, I mean, it's something that you have, I, I really like and I really believe uh, uh, in the repetition, mm-hmm. to repeat something. Yeah. Repeat, repeat, repeat. I remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Being one of your dancers, kind of while working together, I remember. Okay, the boring part. No, no, it's, but it's good because you find new things in repetition. Exactly, yeah. and I think this is the only way to find new mm. things. Like, especially when you are working with your. And I spent like a lot of years of my life, um, because of all my personal situation that I was working alone. Mm-hmm. And I really believe in the repetition. Yeah. So I think in in this way, I have like this this discipline to to understand that I have to do it you know like you have to and if you I don't know you have to go to your class and do every day you have to go and do the same warm-up and do the same yeah I mean yes Mm -hmm. but then because the body is a process and you are never the same person Mm -hmm. you are always changing you are always a different person the repetition is always going to be different Mm -hmm. and in this sense maybe it's also something very radical but i really believe on that (laughs) this is all radical (laughs) but for example in my classes i stop it i mean before i was really afraid because i was like oh my god my students they will hate me they will never come back because it's really like you know like it's it's hard because you want to give like them a good experience mm-hmm. but at the same time if they really need they really want something new and they really f- need to feel a change mm-hmm. you have to go through it's not the fun part of creating art but it's necessary it's necessary yeah. i think it's like the yeah 
it's because once you go there and then you repeat and repeat and repeat mm-hmm. and it starts to get because we need to get bored mm-hmm. so, I mean it's yeah. important it's a part of the process absolutely exactly so also because I mean especially in our days with all this always something new going yes. on and you have like a lot of information and everything is changing so much mm-hmm. very fast you don't get bored never yeah so to work with the repetition is like oh my god it's really boring and we yeah. have to do it again but then when you realize that the repetition it's like what really will make you realize something new about yourself about your body and about mm-hmm. i don't know something something totally new will come mm-hmm. from that so yeah. somehow i'm really strict yeah in this sense. that's quite impressive <laughs> what do you I hope you're like me and that you have some days that it's just really hard to get yourself to do that. Uh-huh. And so do you... <laughs> of course. We're all human. Um, I hope I'm not alone in that. But no, no, no. Don't worry. <laughs> what, what do you do for yourself on the days when you just can't bring that motivation to repeat? Do you have ways of pushing yourself or do you let yourself take breaks? Or what does that look like? Mm. As a teacher, for example, you cannot allow yourself to feel of course, that because as a teacher, you have to work. Yeah, no, no, of course. Um, More as a, as a choreographer working on your yeah, solo projects. Yes, I things. feel that when I, um, for example, right now I'm, I'm going through a moment that I feel just last week <laughs> I had like this meeting with my dancers, with Isabella and Fran, in mm-hmm. Fran. And I say to them that right now, because of because I'm work, I'm working as a performer in another project, and I have my classes. I mean, mm-hmm. I am like in two months that I'm really busy with other things, yeah. and I'm not able to be there and working and creating something of my own, like yeah. as a choreographer. I feel that I can't. Yeah. And then I realized that when these moments came, I have to be really honest with myself and don't do it. Mm. Give a break. And because otherwise it's like kind of the the thing you don't go anywhere, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and this is very frustrating. Definitely. So I feel that, but this, and this, I think is this important thing that this doesn't mean that you are not working. Yes. And then for example, just, I mean, because I'm not there inside a studio working, creating, dancing, sweating, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I'm not working mm-hmm. because maybe I take these two, three out, these three, four hours that I had with them mm-hmm. and then we decided to see a movie or to, mm-hmm. we are actually like, for example, next week doing um poetry session that we are coming yes each of us we 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 come like with poetries Mm -hmm. and we will read for each other and this for me it's work Mm. like this for me is like watch a movie read a book um being my in my room Mm -hmm. studying something do you know like there is other ways to to research exactly yeah so so i i always realize like okay maybe right now i'm not able to go to a studio and move my body mm-hmm. because no because yeah because my body it today happens. you know yeah but then always you have like different i remember yeah. like in morocco we've always you always met me at uh, cafe paris yes <laughs> i was like because okay i don't want to move today so i yeah. go to the coffee and right. and watch the re- weird people in tangier <laughs> walk by this is an amazing creative <laughs> process exactly <laughs> Yeah, so it's true. Just to because then I think it's part of to understand that the creative work, 
as a choreographer is not just about move your body, mm-hmm. but it's also to observe our bodies mm-hmm. and especially to listen other bodies. Yeah. And sometimes it's this like just to walk in a park. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's much better than be there. Yeah. I think we're gonna this is gonna be probably the most time radical has been said in a podcast because <laughs> I was gonna say this is really radical also though because <laughs> we are radical it's so radical today um, no but it's because you know we're in this culture where work I mean I don't know maybe in Spain a little bit less than the states but you know in general there's this culture of like workaholicism if you Uh can say that you know you just always have to be working and producing yeah and I struggle with that sometimes as a dancer because and just as an artist in general because you have to you feel like you always your time needs to be validated Mm -hmm. and your time needs to be used in a valuable way or in a productive way and what what does that look like you know as as in our kind of field that can look like taking a walk or sitting in a cafe but to the outside world that doesn't look like work no and so we have to be comfortable enough in ourselves and you know comfortable enough in what we're doing in our work to say no this is my work and feel okay about that and for me that's been really difficult because I I really want to feel like I'm doing productive things with my day and I often qualify my day by how many productive things I did and yeah it's only in recent years that I've been able to let that go a little bit more uh-huh. and say, no, okay, I went to the gym this morning. That's part of my work. That's training my <laughs> yeah, body, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, uh-huh. I, I went for a walk by the sea. That's part of my work. I'm getting influences and clearing my mind to be able to create, but... Yeah. That's why, again, using the word that we are using <laughs> in this podcast, <laughs> it's a very radical uh, life choice. Yeah. Because you have to deal with all of this, not just with the... I mean, it's a lot... I mean, sometimes it's like with uh, what your family or what your friends think of that Mm -hmm. and how hard it is to make money with that and how hard Mm -hmm. it is even when you have a piece to put this piece like in like to perform and to I mean, everything is really hard. (laughs) And then I also has this part that you have to kind of explain to the people Mm -hmm. that this is your work. Yeah. And it's also like really hard in terms of politics and everything, like to really validate your work mm-hmm. in terms of hours or mm-hmm. because I feel that I'm working all the time. Yeah, exactly. Right you now never here stop. Yeah. with you in this podcast, I'm learning a lot of things and I'm thinking about a lot of things mm-hmm. that is part of my work. And today is Sunday. So it's, it's, really, it's really hard. And every time, I mean... And it's this, sometimes I'm talking with someone who is like a teacher or whatever, and I'm thinking about my, I mean, it's really mm-hmm. hard to, because there is like this kind of people when there's um, this kind of work who has like this nature of, okay, now I stopped, mm-hmm. I don't think about the work and I will just like have fun. Right. With, with boundaries. Yes. Yeah. With our, with, with arts, it's really hard to, to put, to put these boundaries and mm-hmm. to understand like it's it's always it's in everywhere all yeah. the time and you were cooking and something hap- I mean yeah exactly do you this is a question that I like to ask everyone do you have any um, daily rituals or daily habits that you do that help support your creative process so we just talked about creating every day but uh-huh. are there specific things you do to kind of keep yourself more disciplined or uh-huh. in this mode um, there are like basically three things that I have to do I guess mm-hmm. First, meditate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's already like maybe two years that wow. I'm, I'm I'm meditating. Nice. 
and pff, when I don't meditate, and it's really hard for me to mm. leave. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to meditate. Do you have a specific kind of meditation you do, or it's just? I did. Uh, I I started meditating with vipassana. Okay. Yeah. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's very radical as well. Vipassana yeah, is very it's radical. Though. But I love it. But I'm also like, I I got in touch with Oponopono this last year. Mm. That was really good for me. I, I mean, interesting. Yeah, it's really nice. But I'm I'm always like kind of, even like sometimes if I need like t- five minutes mm-hmm. just to, nice. I don't know, five minutes that I I am with myself. Yeah, this is really important. I need to do it every day. Uh, read. Mm-hmm. And read is something also like very funny because sometimes like read is like okay I will stop everything and then I will read mm-hmm. philosophy or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes read is like I don't know like a poetry. Yeah. Whatever. But I need I feel that I need to to get in touch with the literature like with the language words yes. somehow. I'm I'm the same way with that. Yeah. And yeah, and maybe like these, like go to the gym or yeah. yoga or something to the body. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not dancing or if, if I'm not like, um, I don't have a rehearsal, but I, I feel that I need to, something mm-hmm. I need to do with my body. Yeah. Even if I am kind of in vacations, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, I, I don't want to, I'm tired, yeah. but something I need to do. Even if it's like, okay, I'm going for a walk. Mm-hmm. But I feel that I need to put my body to, to yeah, move. In motion in some way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I feel that I, I, I get... I mean, my, my brain doesn't work. Interesting. <laughs> You're really so connected, body and mind, I think. Yeah, and yeah. we should be as dancers, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I That's think great. we are. We yeah. just have to be have conscience about yes, that. Yes, exactly. And I really feel that with the time, I really feel that... I, I'm not so intelligent, <laughs> like, not that I'm saying that I'm intelligent or not, but I feel no. that my mind works better mm-hmm. if I move my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having this oh, conversation with finally. me. Finally. I know we've been trying to do it for so long. <laughs> yes, because my, my, me and technology, we are not so good. So. <laughs> Okay. We had to find a moment to be together, it's which is perfect. much better. I guess. It's much better. Yeah, yeah. I love coming to Madrid. So <laughs> before we finish, uh, where can people find your work? Okay, I have an Instagram now. You do. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's what I have because okay. I don't have. I I used to have like a website, mm-hmm. but now it's not working. So uh, don't okay. go there because okay. it's. So maybe in the future I will have another okay. one. But for now, I think uh, in Instagram, perfect, which is Cia, the mm-hmm. company uh, Cia Cia dot Natalia Fernandez with S. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And yes, and my Facebook, but now I'm learning that I have to be more in Instagram than Facebook, so <laughs> All right. there is better. Sounds good, sounds <laughs> and good. then it's not like, it's not, I still don't have so many things around there, but you can see like some things of my classes mm-hmm. and about my last works and also the works that I'm doing as a performer. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, it's, and, uh, yes. it's really interesting to see. Yes, <laughs> it's a mix of everything, but it's what I can do for now. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'll share a link to that. So. Okay, yeah, thank good. you. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy lovely. that we finally did it. Me too. 
For links to connect with Natalia and see more of her work, head over to the show notes at rubyjosephine.com under the podcast tab. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram or Facebook at Process Peace and get these episodes delivered directly to your inbox along with a whole lot of extra inspiration by subscribing to my newsletter, The Sunday Pancake, Letters in Reverence of Creative Rituals. Head over to rubyjosephine.com slash subscribe. If you've been enjoying Process Peace, I would so appreciate you choosing to support this podcast in any or all of three ways. One, by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Two, share your favorite episode with a friend or on social media. Three, make a contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash rubyjoe. Thanks again to Natalia for sharing this delightful conversation with me. A huge thanks to Cooper Lee Smith for creating the original music for this podcast. And a special thanks to you, as always, for listening.